Good evening. A warm welcome back to the uh, cricket show. Um, it has been a while and I'm a little bit flustered. Well, I'm always flustered when I start the show, but even more so because I do realise that on the uh, promo we put down that we were going to start at 3.30 Indian summertime, but um, um, in my head, and it's probably to do with the work that has been, it's been a tough week at work, but uh, I had it in my head that it will be 10.30 UK time. So it is all on me that we started this show 24 minutes, 25 minutes late. But let's not dwell on that too much. There'll be, well, there's always mistakes for me, so there'll be plenty more as well as we carry on. But let's get the expert who never makes a mistake and uh, always keeps me on track and keeps me updated with everything that's happening and... Uh, and, and on timekeeping as well. Hello, Prasan. How are you, my friend? Hey, Bharat. Uh, good to be back. Just a couple of things on, on everything that you said. Uh, first of all, you're a little too hard on yourself. I think uh, you follow a lot more sport than I do. And given the work that you do, you know, it's obviously only human that uh, sometimes time can get the better of you. And uh, you're, you're also a little too kind on me. I mean, uh, I've got my predictions fairly wrong quite a few times on the show. So Well, your I predictions come with a lot of knowledge. Mine come with a lack of knowledge. So there's a difference that yours are more serious and there's real reasons as to why some of them don't happen but uh I think, I think we're on the same plane there you know i mean both of us watch the same cricket so well <laughs> there isn't much to this. it's been a few weeks since we spoke the cricket show is not regular um we it's 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 probably going to go fortnightly now because you know uh of all the sport that everybody's covering and watching uh Brussan, how's the past few weeks been for you outside cricket and we will get into cricket obviously yeah, it's been okay. You know, our, our whole family sort of caught uh, different variations of the bug. Um, of course, luckily it wasn't uh, the the one the one that shouldn't be named. Uh, but we did catch different variations of it, and my uh, um, I, I think the whole of India has basically caught it at some mm. point in time this month. But otherwise, we're okay. I think um, you know, the sort of getting uh, getting used to the whole fact of needing to live along with the virus uh, in our surroundings. So I think it's been okay. How about you? How are things there? Yeah, here is completely back to normal. All the restrictions were lifted on Thursday, but you wouldn't have noticed there were any restrictions prior to that. Too. Um, so it is uh, something that we're going to live with. Um, it's gone to the third or fourth story in the news. Um, there's, our Prime Minister's got a lot more other things to worry about at the moment, other than coronavirus. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we won't dwell on that too much. So yeah, it's gone down the pecking order in the news. But um I also noticed uh, the uh, polo shirt you're wearing, and um, it's in. I mean, the F1 season isn't for a couple of years, but that is your team, isn't it? No, this is actually Ferrari. Uh, exactly, I, I saw Ferrari, and I thought because I, I, no, I, I thought no, it was Mercedes no, no. or. I, I have a very, very big loyalty towards Max Verstappen. Um, in fact, I actually have a friend who's at home right now and he got the uh, Verstappen cap with the number 33 on. But from next season, he's going to be sporting one on his car. And so, uh, you probably need to go to the tailor and get that changed to one somehow. But uh, no, we're all we're all Max Verstappen fans. And, uh, so it's I mean, not... Of course, that's where the, the whole of the uproar when he won, uh, you know, and the celebration. And well, there, there, there is an asterisk uh, on that season yep. and his championship, <laughs> uh, as far as uh, we in the UK are concerned. You are um, concerned, yep. So, it's about the driver, not about the uh, the manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I haven't followed F1 as much, you know, to be that invested in it. Of course, it's been a couple of years, but 
hopefully with the new season that's rolling out uh, you know the the new era that's been ushered in uh, as such you know with the new rules i think it's going to be far more competitive and we'll have a good season but uh, hopefully this changes to a red bull soon because that's that's something that's missing from my uh, from my cupboard <laughs> um yeah so i'm sure we'll get into uh, the f1 season when it comes in we'll have a few comments but one thing that is happening and it's always happening is our national team playing cricket somewhere around the world it is a 12-month, 365-day sort of a season now with no breaks. And we've had a few weeks now to reflect on the goings-on in South Africa. A lot has been said. I mean, there's no denying it was a real disappointing tour all round. Um, and I'll personally say I wasn't interested in the ODI series. It just didn't interest me. Um, I don't know about you. But how do you look back on that tour? And, um, you know, we were really looking forward to it. It's one of the final barriers that we had to overcome as a cricketing nation to win in South Africa. We all thought this was the best opportunity we've had looking at the South African team and our team in terms of test cricket. Um, how do you look back on that series? Yeah, I, I think I definitely agree with you in, in the sense that I don't think it garnered as much interest as probably an India team, India match should have. Um, I think it was simply because in the aftermath of everything that had happened with Virat Kohli and, you know, the whole uh, captaincy debate and basically the politics behind whatever is happening in Indian cricket, uh, no one was as invested in the game. Um, and I, I think the results, you know, sort of fueled that whole disinterest even further, you know, with the, with the bowlers basically lacking any bite, unable to pick up wickets, um, with the South African batters, you know, really taking the bowlers to the cleaners. Um, most of our batters obviously got scores. You know, Shikhar Dhawan scored a couple of half centuries. Kohli himself did score a couple of them. Uh, and yet, none of them could make that a big one. And uh, at the end of it, you know, the way that we lost the third game, you know, the decider, 10 runs to win of 18 deliveries and our last four uh, players, you know, I mean, obviously, they aren't batters. But you'd expect the last three, four to get those runs, you know, despite, um, despite them not getting that batting practice. So, it was certainly a very disappointing end to the tour. Um, like you said, we obviously were expected to win the series, uh, given that we were planning, we were playing um, almost all of our uh, players from, you know, whoever has been playing for a long time. But uh, a lot of experiments were tried out. Um, and now in the aftermath of that, the post-mortem has been done. And now we have a almost a very, very different um, squad that's going, that's going to be facing against uh, the West Indies. So, um, a very disappointing series overall. I think uh, the, re the result should have certainly favoured us. A uh, couple of mistakes that were made. Um, not much on the captaincy front, but I think certainly in terms of uh, what we were expecting from the batters and the bowlers, we didn't get any of that. And um, So, yeah, uh, a very disappointing end to what could have been um, an easy series victory. And just look, uh, looking at the series and the disappointment and obviously... I don't know if team morale had something to do with it. You, you mentioned the fact that there wasn't that interest, that buzz around the series, and the results probably had something. Well, not probably. They did have something to do with it. Um, but it didn't start well with the issues around the captaincy and Virat and then Rohit going injured. So it just, it just didn't have that feeling of, you know, this team's ready for it. There seemed to be something missing from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, when, when someone like Virat Kohli, who's basically been the torchbearer of this side, you know, when he decides to take such a call, uh, there's not much that you can focus on when such a decision comes up. And obviously, he was the talk of the town 
the fact that you know i mean in in my opinion he left the team high and dry of course he probably had his own reasons uh, but if we look at the history of you know indian captains when ms dhoni took over he was going to be the next captain uh, when he took over from kumble um, obviously he he laid the foundation for someone like virat kohli to take over uh and given the fact that you know rohit sharma was going to take over in the odis and t20s but still you know kohli stepping down from tests was a massive massive shock because no one really expected it um it came out of the blue of course you know probably he has his own reasons he has his own personal terms and things like that but then again i think the team was obviously flustered by what had happened um it wasn't something that was expected and i think basically it sent shockwaves to the whole team uh i mean of course it did it did catch every all the fans and pundits off guard but i think it sort of uh, left a sense of what next in the indian team and uh, that rubbed on to the odi series and uh, you know it was all over the place because we weren't sure of who's going to play uh, in one game surya didn't play surya played the last game he scored well ventesh air was dropped uh, he was brought into the side for a particular role he didn't do uh, again the bowlers didn't pick up wickets no one looked like they were going to pick up wickets apart from bumra so it was all a bit of fear in there and uh, there wasn't any clarity in the way the indian team approached the odi uh, series and uh, it was all a mess basically that indian cricket found itself in um, hopefully with rohit coming back to lead the side all of that is sort of put aside and we have a good series because i think that's what indian cricket needs right now you know um, obviously playing west indies and sri lanka is, is a lot easier than playing the sena countries but uh, again i i think indian cricket needs those dominating wins again for people to get that interest back in cricket that said uh, we did discuss this in the previous show as well i don't think odi cricket is going to last for too much longer uh, but for as long as it's there you know uh, indian cricket will indian india will continue to play odi cricket and uh, that's what we need to look forward to Well, that's a bold statement about ODI cricket, and one that we could have a whole show on. And we'll talk about the uh, upcoming series as well, and how much interest can be generated when you're playing the likes of the West Indies. Well, in in a way, any team in India, uh, because we yeah. know um, the chances of an away win are small. Uh, but just going finishing on the South African series, and then I want to move on to Virat and the repercussions of how he's probably feeling, because I think that is also measures to why he stepped down. about the new setup in Indian cricket but just about the series itself do you think it was the last time we saw a few of the players i mean i'm in terms of the tests i think it was down to the middle order batsmen um that you know we i think they need to shoulder the majority of the burden in terms of why we lost but um and um you know if you bring back rahane and pujara for the sri lanka series in the test matches i think i'll be really disappointed Uh, what are your thoughts on couple, any players that you might think have played the last for India? Well, we've been saying for a long time that Rahane might have played his last Test, but he just finds a way to get back in the team, doesn't he? I mean, it's uh, it's not too long ago that uh, we we sort of were wondering if you know each Test that Rahane played would be his last. Uh, but it seems like the team continues to see something in him, and uh, you know, uh, as far as I I. as far as my thoughts go i have a feeling that they might uh, use the word rest to sort of give pujara and rahane some time off because uh, you know let's face it we're facing sri lanka and uh, you know they've, they've never really been competition uh, in terms of a cricketing um, result oriented thought process but then again of course they are a good team but it's not like you need your strongest players on the field to beat sri lanka so i have a feeling that they're probably going to give some of these players who have been on the benches for some time a good chance maybe Uh, the likes of uh, Suryakumar Yadav, Shreya Sayer, Hanuma Vihari, 
all these guys who have been on the sidelines waiting for their chances they're going to give them a go in the sri lanka series and uh, give pujara and rahane some rest because uh, uh, i mean obviously it it is a part of the world test championship but they're probably needed for bigger matches if they're going to be in the thick of things and in the main team so um as far as i i want um, I, i think a lot of us want uh, rahane to have played his last game because he isn't exactly performing but i have a feeling we're going to go in with a very i mean not exactly a second string side but i don't think we're going to have a very strong team facing off against sri lanka and um, obviously the big question will be when the squad and it won't be down the line for england that whole test match is uh, selected it'll be like the new zealand <laughs> world test championship it'll be interesting to see uh who makes it from the south africa series because i agree with you um if the bcci is sensible especially the selectors they'll give um, some of our some of our bench um a run out against both the uh, uh test matches against sri lanka but if hanuman vihari does play his first test match at home and has a blinder scores a couple of centuries you know people are going to put an asterisk around that oh he was against sri lanka because he's done sterling service overseas and i think he just is not given the credit he's due um i really hope he gets his chance to play in uh, in uh, in uh, our home uh, arena as it were yeah he certainly deserves a go you know with everything that he's done um, you know even in the even in the game that he played uh, you know just just after i mean coming back from injury uh, he was the one who stuck around you know he's the one who gritted it out uh, with all the with all the other batsmen failing uh, probably if there was someone else to stand with um you know with him probably uh, when when virat kohli got out uh, when he was trying to chase the delivery of rabada you know probably vihari was at the other end he'd know that someone else was sticking by him and he could have got to that century but uh, mm. that's what vihari offers to the team you know he's he's probably not looked at in the light of a match winner uh, someone who can score like 100 200 and uh, you know score a lot of runs for the team but he's someone who's always out there you know he's he's not going to give away his wicket um, he's always going to look to battle it out there in the middle uh, and i think we're we're missing that sort of a character in the side because everyone else is looking to score runs um pujara as well i think off late he's changed his technique to score a lot more runs because of the criticism he's got uh, that he's not scoring and because of that he's obviously giving his wicket away also uh, so he can't be blamed but then again i still feel vihari has to be given a go and uh, i think he's definitely going to get his due in the sri lanka series because again uh, they're not going to send the strongest side and uh, um of the people who are probably going to remain from the trip to south africa i think uh, anumav vihari certainly deserves a chance because he's waited on the silence for, for far too long and um, if the last few innings that he's played out is any uh, is any reason to give a, give him a chance i don't see a reason why we need to look past him and moving now to the new era under rohit uh, we obviously we don't know who is going to be the captain uh, for the test uh, matches <laughs> for india and chances are probably be rohit uh, i can't see them not taking that um, option um, and we'll see what happens when the announcement is made but moving into the new era and um, virat kohli in the way he's feeling i mean he's not had the best 2021 in terms of batting uh, a couple of the results i mean West Indies I mean sorry the West World Test Championship against New Zealand the RCC T20 World Cup but one thing with um, Virat he built this team in his mold they were passionate they were strong they were aggressive it was a win-win mentality and sometimes well I personally questioned it in the South Africa one you know when the second test I thought you know play out time let's settle for a draw do you think that's going to change now I think it will I think it definitely will in fact in the one test that we lost which KL Rahul led I felt uh, 
you know that that whole aggression was something that was really missing from the side um a lot of people actually brought it up on twitter you know they were like what if virat kohli was actually leading you know could he have could he have uh instilled that bit of aggression you know the way that we couldn't get dean elgar out at all and in, in the end he obviously led the side to a win you know i felt that aggression was clearly missing when kohli wasn't on the field um that said if kohli the captain is going to be missed or not is no doubt but how much kohli makes an impact while on the field is something that we might need to see because if he's opted to drop down from captaincy that just means that you know he didn't mention in his statement as well you know if i'm not able to give my 120% then i'm not being honest as a side so does that mean that he is not going to give his 120% he's not going to look for that he's going to take a little bit of a laid back approach i don't think so because that's not how virat kohli has played his cricket you know he's still going to be fiery he's still going to be that uh, uh, that aggressive person he's on the field but that that said i'm not sure if that's going to rub on the entire team because eventually it's the captain who calls the shots and uh, rohit sharma is obviously uh, in some sense a polar opposite of virat kohli you know he takes it very calm he's someone who's um, who's very calculative in his uh, thought process and uh, so i i think we're certainly going to miss virat kohli the captain just for the fact that that winning mentality and the whole aggressive part of it is probably going to be missing we might see a team which is um, you know slightly more calm or slightly more you know one i wouldn't i wouldn't put it, put it by saying that they don't want to win but the whole aggressiveness the whole wanting to put the team the opposition team under pressure the whole time i don't think that's something we're going to see because in the in the one example that we got when rahul led the side that was something that was clearly missing and in terms of virat overall and when you talk about the world's top top elite sportsmen they have that big ego that needs to be managed because they produce on the field they're living on the edge in terms of probably what they say, how they behave, because they've got that sort of um, ag- aggression. We keep using that word, aggression. Do you think the management have not handled the situation well in terms of, um, you know, we have to change with the loss of, we know how close he was to Ravi Shastri. Uh, we know, you know, they work, they seem to have the same mentality as well. And the trans- tra- transition to this new management under uh, Coach Ravid and uh, we're um, the BCCI president having a lot more influence and say in seams. Um, do you think this whole matter has not been handled well? And dare I say, Virat is losing interest in cricket. I certainly think so because uh, you know, I mean, I, I I don't remember how many days it's been since the whole saga started, but uh, we haven't heard a word from the BCCI, and neither has the president stepped up and given his thoughts on the whole issue. You know. Um, there, there was this report that said that uh, you know Ganguly wanted to uh, give out a show cause notice to Kohli, and then uh, Ganguly came out and rubbished those reports. So what what's really happening? You know, I mean, I think Indian cricket fans, Indian the followers of Indian cricket, deserve to know what's happening uh, because if someone as as passionate of uh, about the game as Kohli steps down from captaincy, you know, there's nothing bigger than leading a country, and if someone like him steps down from that role, you know, there's some certainly something wrong because. I think under Shastri, uh, Kohli had a bit of a free reign wherein he could obviously pick what he wanted to do. But I, I feel, uh, I mean, obviously these are just theories, but I feel under Dravid, uh, he feels like he's been put in a cage in some sense. Um, because obviously, Dravid's come from that under-19 NCA ground wherein he's obviously had the room to breed players into the type of uh, characters that he wants on and off the field. 
Um, so when he came into the side, it's probably gotten to a stage where Dravid has also wanted to call the shots in terms of maybe selection or in terms of how he wants the team to play. And that's probably not sat too well with Virat Kohli. But uh, I, we, we certainly need answers for it. You know, I mean, this, is, this isn't this is going to end well um, if this is the way it continues and uh, we can't put up wins. So, I mean, it's it's all a mess right now. You know, Indian cricket is certainly it finding itself. Yeah. And... I, I don't see a, I, I don't see a solution at all unless Saurav Ganguly or the selectors or whoever it is comes out and gives a gives a statement on the issue. Um, it's all going to be theories and that's not good for Indian cricket. Well, it, it is sad the way that it's been handled. And he's nowhere near the end of his career. He's got a couple of years in him, if not more, uh, Virat. And we know well, nothing more needs to be said about his qualities. Uh, but I think um, people are forcing him to lose that love of the game and the passion for the game. Even here, uh, the Sky Sports uh, comms do, did a review, and we've talked about in a previous show about the future of Test cricket. And the one person they named for generating the interest back into Test cricket was Virat. And you talked earlier about um, you can't see a long-term future for the 50-over game. But here, you know, we're talking about the future of Test cricket, and it's unimaginable that we lose Test cricket. It's not unimaginable we lose ODI cricket, but uh, Virat was so passionate about that. And if we go into this um, calm, uh, yeah, we'll take it. I know I said what I said about the second Test, but, you know, if we don't go for the aggression to win the opportunity and keep that interest in Test cricket, and it was all down to Virat, let's face it. Um, there's more than just losing a player uh, if this is the result. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, there's that big game, the fifth test match against England. Um, and uh, then there's World Cup in uh, Australia. And there's a few, I think there's an Asia Cup as well. So he might be rested for a couple of home series. Uh, but we'll see if um, we can get that uh, passion back somehow. And Rohit and Coach Ravid can uh, work together to bring the real Virat that we know. Because that 2021 for his own uh, personal batting performance or whatever results in big games wasn't the best. So we'll see how that pans out. But one thing that has panned out is the selection for the uh, West Indies squads. Now, firstly, is there going to be crowds allowed for this game? Is it behind closed doors? Uh, as far as I know, I think uh, so far they've decided it's going to be behind closed doors. I know. Well, in a way, I'm, I'm glad because to try and generate interest for these games... Um, and some of these selections, I just want to run by you. I mean, the T20 World Cup is coming up this year. And when do you start preparing a team for that? When do you start preparing a squad? Because some of the selections, if we just look at, at the um, with Jahal and uh, Bhuvi, there's a couple of players that just surprised me that were in the team, but not for you. Oh, movie really surprises me because um, he's barely done anything in the recent past to actually warrant a place in the side. Um, you know, uh, it's probably because the only reason I see Bhuvi being there is because neither Bumrah nor Shami are in the side. Um, they probably need like a little bit of experience in the unit. Otherwise, it would have probably been all youngsters. And uh, uh, obviously, you know, they probably don't want to stoop down to that level where they're playing just the IPL recruits and... Uh, uh, they they did that mistake in Sri Lanka, you know, and uh, we we saw what happened there with uh, you know the way that we lost against Sri Lanka. Um, so I I feel that they need they want that little bit of experience in the side. Uh, Bhuvneshwar Kumar does offer that, and that's probably the only reason that I see Bhuvi being there because uh, he's obviously been taken off from the ODI side. He's not been given a run there. Uh, so is Venkatesh Iyer. Uh, 
uh, he's not been given a spot in the ODI side. But I feel with everything that's happening and, uh, you know, the fact that Bumrah and Shami aren't there, Bhuvi is there. And uh, it, it's okay. I mean, I, I feel, you know, the, the fact is that maybe for the T20 World Cup, I don't really see uh, Bhuvi fitting into our 15-man uh, squad. Um, I, I have a feeling once we get there, it would probably be, uh, you know, uh, Bumra, Shami and maybe... Obviously, Mohamed Siraj is going to be there. Um, whether we're, we're going to go the Deepak Chahar way or Shardul Takur way, something I'm I'm really looking forward to see because uh, I don't see Bhuneshwar Kumar being there. You know, he's he's ha- he's half or less than half of uh, efficient that he was uh, during the past couple of years. Obviously, had a bad IPL. He's had injuries, uh, so I, I don't really see him making our 15-man spot for this year's T20 World Cup. But given the fact that he has experience, I think he's been picked for this West Indies series. Well, I'll take your point about experience, but I think it's these sort of games where there's nothing riding on it, let's face it. And I think it would have been good to go with the young players, see how they react and in some <laughs> conditions, conditions that they know at. So, surprising. But more surprising was the uh, couple of names in the um, ODI squad. And again, you know, if you want to generate interest, bring some young blood into it um, and see how they get on. But we saw, and I love Shekhar Dewan. Um but I can't see him being there at the end of 2023 when the next World Cup is, which is bound to be in December, January sort of sort of time in India. And then we've got somebody who's not played cricket for the last six months in Gulda Bialyov back as well. Is he the uh, best left arm spinner we've got in the country in ODI cricket? Well, I think he's the only one right now. Um, <laughs> rather, a left arm wrist spinner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, they, they, have, they, have a, they have a different name for that now. Don't they? They, they don't call them Chinaman anymore. Like, I think it's a left arm wrist spinner or something like that. But he's probably the only one who's there, you know. And uh, wrist spinners are obviously worth their gold, uh, weight and gold in the limited overs formats. And uh, that's why they've gone for all. I'm actually very happy that they've gone for all three and not two out of the three because. Ravi Bishnu is always going to get a look in, you know, after the... Well, I've got, got no no issues with Ravi being in there. Young man, yeah. uh, he's the future. But um, I'm just uh, thinking that the team want to go back to what was successful a couple of years ago with Jahal and Guldeep uh, in those middle overs. And then they're, going, <coughs> they're re- trying to get back those days when we've seen in the past year with Jahal especially, he's been given opportunities. Guldeep was given an opportunity, but then we saw he didn't take it. And they're going back to that formula that's not worked in the past year. Yeah, but I mean, that said, again, the Ravi Ashwin and Jayanti Yadav experiment didn't work no, either. Neither, no. neither of them were, uh, you know, were successful. But again, you know, the obviously South African conditions, you don't expect uh, that much uh, assistance for the spinners. But that said, you know, even Aidan Markram got a couple of wickets. Uh, Keshav Maharaj was pretty good. Um, Tabre Shamsi was obviously good. So, I think they're looking to go that uh, the risk spinner way because uh, they're looking to go back and invest in risk spin. Um, and that's something that I'm totally game for because I think risk spinners are a very, very valuable commodity in this day and age. And uh, if you can find a way to fit all two, I mean, both of them or, uh, you know, all three even in a in a, in an 11, then nothing like it. Um, again, Kuldeep Yadav obviously has been undone in the last couple of years, you know, he hasn't got chances at the Knight Riders. Uh, he's had to warm the benches. Whenever he's got a chance, he hasn't made the most of it. So, I think they're looking to try him out one last time uh, and, and see how that partnership really works. Because, again, you know, his skill isn't something that you get freely in India. Uh, you know, considering that we are a country which uh, you know, which plays a lot of spin, which produces a lot of spinners, 
we haven't had the the you know uh, the skill set that Kuldeep Yadav has had and uh, I'm actually happy that they've gone back to him um, hopefully he gets a chance and he proves his worth because if he does you know there's nothing like it because his is a variation that we don't that we haven't had ever since he came into the picture so um, I hope that he does well uh, and he gets chances because if we go back to those Kulcha times and you add Vishnu to that equation, then nothing like it. Uh, we'll never have to look towards Ashwin Arch and the other way ever again. Well, I hope you're right. I mean, he has got he's still um, 27 and we know spinners can go until their 40s if they've got the class and the quality. Um, and if he can, um, and there was a lot of, he his confidence was knocked in terms of the way KKR, um, you know, uh, treated him and then, Obviously, that's going to affect his form when he came back when he was given his last chance for India. So, we'll see if the break has done him uh, good. And like you say, he's one player, I suppose, if he can turn it around, can be in contention in a couple of years' time. Well, less, it's less than uh, 24 months, isn't it? So, we'll see what happens. But one thing, uh, I don't know how many TV screens uh, you have at the moment, but you need a few TV screens with everything, all the sports that are going on at the moment. Uh, domestically and internationally, and there's a big uh, corner foul game for our young under-19 team against uh, Bangladesh. Um, they've been unbeaten. Uh, they've had a really good um, group stage. They're good warm-up games. Um, really good performances. I mean, less. I mean, people say it was Uganda, but you still got to hit the runs, um, and yeah. you still got to, you know, have that mentality of getting to the centuries and continue going. So that tells you a little bit. How impressive have you been of the uh, under-19s? And we talked about them after they won the Asia Cup as well, quite comfortably. So they're playing Bangladesh again. So we should go in with quite a bit of confidence in the, into that game. Um, I don't know if you've had time to cover because, like I said, you need multiple TV screens to get uh, uh, be able to keep on top of all these sports. Yeah, I mean, it's been hard, you know. I mean, uh, I won't lie because obviously the matches start at the same time that the Pro Kabaddi League starts and uh, obviously it's not like uh, the, the most ideal time. Uh, but yeah, you know, we've had it easy so far, uh, very honestly, because apart from the first game against South Africa, we've otherwise played Ireland and Uganda. Um, and, uh, you know, we fielded pretty much our second or even third string side at teams, uh, third string side teams, Given the COVID wave that's hit the side and, you know, players being quarantined, isolated and all of those things. Uh, but that said, I think a lot of, um, a couple of the youngsters have been very impressive. Hungry um, Raghavanshi, you know, opening the batting, I think he's been fabulous. Uh, the way that he's batted, scored a 100 as well. Uh, Raj Baba, obviously, uh, two of our highest run scorers, but they're there for a reason, you know. They've, they've looked very, very good, um, you know, with the bat. He, I mean, he, he, Baba even scored like a one 150. I think a 160 or something like that um, against Uganda in the match that we scored over 400 runs. Poor guys probably came for a good game of cricket, but they were completely overplayed and uh, overpowered. And after that, VVS Lakshman went and probably had a word saying, you know, don't don't be disappointed. Uh, it's a game of cricket. I'm sure you have learned a lot and things like that. So, uh, but yeah, yeah today is going to be a very important game because Bangladesh aren't, can't be taken very lightly. Um, they're a good side, a side that's actually put in a couple of impressive performances. So, it's going to be a good game. I think, uh, you know, uh, we've had a couple of injuries as well, players coming back from quarantine isolation. So, um, hopefully we make it past the hurdle because um, our under-19 players have always had a lot of promise. You know, even even someone like uh, Hungarikar, um, he's someone who's who's been fabulous, you know, the way that he's hitting the ball, the way 
um he's uh, he's bold as well you know he he seems like the next hardik pandya is what a lot of people are saying hatnur singh as well uh, at the top of the order uh, left hander idolizes shubman gill and there was this very very nice video that icc put up where everything he says is shubman gill you know the the, the, the one player that he got um, that he was overawed by shubman gill the one player that he uh, he idolizes shubman gill the one player that he styles his batting like shubman gill and funny thing is shubman gill is right handed and hanur is left handed so um, <laughs> apart that from that, that. Very, very, yeah that was a very nice video and uh, so yeah I, i think it's a very talented bunch of youngsters um, hopefully they make it all the way because we've had some good success in the under 19 world cups and uh, if we can keep that going obviously uh, there's a very big ipl auction coming up as well uh, on february 12th and 13th so uh these guys have a very good chance of uh, making it big and earning an ipl contract because that's pretty much what kids are working towards yeah. nowadays and not yeah. even playing for india so yeah. and you mentioned <laughs> quite a few of the players there young players that stood out and uh, one that stood out for me that you mentioned as well was Raj Bawa um from Himachal of all places and we talked about this before as well about the spread of cricket um i think he bats left-handed bowls right-handed yeah. medium fast and you talk about idols and his idol is uh, yuvraj singh which is uh, amazing yeah. to hear about uh, how these guys are looking back to that era well shubman gill is current era but uh, he's one for the future as well the all-rounders is something that we talked about as well in previous shows that you know we don't we don't have a dearth of although we've got lord he's in the top 5 in the world at the moment um but you know he looks like another person that could come through um and the fact that he broke uh, I think the one the uh, innings against Uganda got him ahead of Shakir Dewan in terms of the high score so he's really making an impact. Yeah. And it'll be good to see if some of these do get um not some quite a lot get uh, some contracts because uh, this is the future of Indian cricket and um yeah it's not going to be easy against Bangladesh we know what happened in the last world cup but I think the real test will come if we get through hope we get through against Australia in the semi finals but yeah um doing the country proud as always um the under 19s we always have a decent under 19 team so uh, looking forward to the game tonight because for me it will not only be uh the under 19 world cup kabaddi which I'm I am watching believe it or not um uh, but we've also got the afcon cup as well quarterfinals so i'm got three screens by the way i've only got one so we'll see uh, how we can keep on top of all of those games thank good the thank goodness the premier league is having a break this uh, this weekend. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> um but I'm talking of um um hoping that a lot of these under 19 players get contracts in the IPL. Um the two new franchises uh, made their selections well since we last spoke. I'm really happy with my new team and the selections they made. I have to be honest. Um Hardik um I'm hoping we're going to get the old Hardik from a couple of years ago back leading his home state. um rashid they paid quite a good money uh, quite a lot of money for rashid as well um and uh shubnam the man you just mentioned who is being idolized by the under 19 players um and lucknow went um, i mean it wasn't a big secret with kl um uh, they didn't spend as much uh, but they went uh, with uh, ravi and mark stoinis what did you think of their selections the new uh, franchises oh shall i say the super giants now that we can officially name them <laughs> Yeah uh I I I think I'm I think um most of them were obviously uh you know on on expected lines I think the only one that's slightly surprising is Marcus Stoinis but uh 
you know he's a champion player you know i i love the fact that he was picked by rcb of course couldn't do too much justice to the role that he was given there uh but he's someone you know who is a who's a four over bank um and he's also very very explosive at the top of the order so i think uh, they've got their opening combination set in some sense all, uh, unless they're looking at marcus tonis as their finisher um ravi bishno is a steal i think you know the fact that he's actually going to he's actually made the indian team uh he's four crore five crore something like that four, four, yeah. yeah just just four crore for uh you know he's he's touted as india's own rashid khan and uh you know it's very similar the way that he bowls uh when compared to rashid you know uh comes in with a quick arm action uh bowls quick as well uh has a very very good googly so i think lucknow have landed themselves a very good bargain with uh you know bishno at four crore um stonis and kl rahul will obviously be two big players for them uh I'm interested to see how you know uh, KL Rahul captains this side because at Punjab he had a lot of pressure to score them score a lot of runs. So for them, I think the biggest challenge would be to find someone who can score runs and score them quickly, um, and give Rahul a little bit of freedom to play at the top because off late and especially in the IPL, we've seen that Rahul wants to take his time. So whether they're looking at Stoinis in that opener role or they're looking for someone else and to give. Stoinis that role in the middle order is something I'm interested to see. Um, as for Ahmedabad, I don't think I don't see a reason why you shouldn't be happy. You know, with uh, uh, I mean, forget Hardik Pandey. You've got Rashid Khan. I think I think you've already won like four out of how many of games that they're going to play uh, already in you know the tournament. He's a he's a really uh, genuine match winner, and uh, he's someone who I'm very excited to see play under Hardik Pandey's captaincy because um, uh, I've actually been wanting to. uh write an article on pandya and uh, you know how this whole uh this whole atmosphere of him captaining a side could actually do really well for him because he's been a show stopper in every right you know he's never been the type where he holds back you know where he's very calm he's just sitting in the dugout and you know just comes and plays his role and goes back he's he's been an entertainer he's been a performer he's a character uh, in yeah, the pressure room and uh, you need those types mm. of captains you know that's that's what the ipl's been all about um so i'm very excited to see it and um, you know kl rahul versus hardik pandya that's going to be a box office affair and uh, i'm very excited to see to see how it pans out and just a little worried about ahmedabad because if the ipl does happen in um, uh, in india uh, shubman gill is in someone who gets going really really quickly so uh, they'll need to figure out a way to you know get him going early on because uh, obviously he's going to open the batting so they'll need to find someone who's a good partner for him uh, but otherwise i think they're three very very good attentions and uh, uh, the fact that they've got someone as explosive as hardik uh, captaining the side i think it's going to be a very very interesting season that's going to be coming up well the other, the other thing and they were doing the rounds is that um, hardik is used to gujarat being a dry state and rashid obviously that there won't be an issue but shubnam will have to um, <coughs> try and uh, source something for him um and keep him happy in gujarat um your boys rcb have got 57 crore to spend have you sorted out how they're going to spend it because you had big influence in terms of how they spent the money last time well i don't have an influence at all very honestly because uh, i'm actually at crossroads you know at uh, on one hand i really 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 want david warner in the side because he's someone who have really i mean i i, I just really love his style of play um and I'm, i'm i'm obviously wondering whether they're looking at either warner or someone like shreya sayer or ishan kishan as captaincy material because we obviously need a captain you know uh, i'm not entirely sure if they're willing to give maxwell that responsibility considering that 
um, this might as well be the final, I mean, the last mega auction that we see. Uh, this team will be locked on for three years. So are they looking at someone like Glenn Maxwell for three years as captain? I'm not entirely sure. So uh, we've also seen that the IPL hasn't exactly uh, been a good playground for foreign captains. Um, so uh, are they looking the Shreya Sire way? Are they looking the Ishan Kishan way? I think time will tell. Obviously, we need that. Um, we need a couple of good uh, batters as well, you know, given that we have retained uh, Kohli, uh, Maxwell and Siraj. The other thing I'm interested to see is if we go back towards Chahal or Padikal, uh, because I really felt those two would be retained, but they're not. So, yeah, uh, a lot to pick from. Uh, they'll have to be very careful though, because it's a mega auction. Uh, there are so many teams involved and uh, they'll need to spend their money wisely. And it's in your beautiful city as well, so something to look forward to yeah. in a couple of weeks. So you will definitely, well, you have got some sort of influence one way or the other because they did spend <laughs> a fortune on the player that you wanted. You know, it, it's only it's only one metro right away, and I still can't get to it. That's that's how bad it is. You know, that's oh. that's the unfortunate part about it. Well, we live in a digital world, so I'm sure they'll be able to uh, tap into your Twitter account and uh, see what you're suggesting. Uh, but something else we've got to look forward to. And surprise, surprise, India and Pakistan are in the same T20 World Cup group again. And once again, it's, go it's going to be the first game of the group that will set the tone for the rest of the group as well. Are you surprised with the group uh, in terms of we've got, uh, as well as uh, Pakistan, uh, South Africa, Bangladesh, and the chances are West Indies, plus whoever finishes, uh, I think one up in Group A or something like that. But it's, it's our neighbours again. Very surprised. Shocked. Didn't expect this at all. You know, I mean, India versus Pakistan in an ICC event? You're kidding me. Yeah, no, but uh, I mean, I, I said this last time around as well. You know, the, the way that the that the ICC schedules these tournaments is that they first put India-Pakistan and then they do the rest. Because that's the only way that India and Pakistan will get to play because of all the political tensions, the unrest and everything. And ICC, I mean, sorry, India-Pakistan is probably the biggest cricketing event that you can get. Because, I mean, obviously, the Ashes is something that you get to see every year. You know, it happens for a long time. Uh, India-Pakistan is like, you know, that one day is like a national holiday for everyone. You know, no one works on that day. So, yeah, obviously, the tickets are sold like months in advance. And, uh, you know, it's probably the biggest cricketing event, simply put. So, yeah, uh, looking forward to it. In fact, I, I think it's happening on o October 23rd. Uh, the, uh, the previous year, it happened on October 24th. And uh, so, a lot of similarities and hoping this time around, we don't get uh, knocked over early by Shaheen Afridi because if that happens, then India-Pakistan will, again, there'll probably be a little bit of the sheen taken away from an India-Pakistan contest. But, uh, I'm already looking for. I mean, I know we joke about it, but you know it's going to happen. India versus Pakistan in an ICC tournament somewhere down the line. Uh, but the MCG is going to be different to Dubai. Um, I know we had to wake up at two o'clock in the morning to try and get the tickets. <laughs> so it was incredible. Um, really looking forward to it, and um, it, it will be another. You know, like I said, hopefully hundred thousand in that stadium, but we'll see how it pans out. Um, and just to end very quickly, uh, it's good to hear that the Ranji Trophy is going to take place this year. Yeah, fabulous. I think, um, <laughs> interestingly though, it was uh, it was a couple of hours, or I don't even think it was a couple of hours after uh, Ravi Shastri putting a, a put out a tweet saying, you know, uh, it's going to be spineless without the Ranji Trophy. And then, bam, 
like a couple of hours later jaysha and everyone's announcing that the ranji trophy is happening in two uh, two segments and they're looking at like a july ish window uh, but yeah i mean it's good you know it's good for the game because um, red ball cricket otherwise will be dominated by white ball cricketers and that's not something that's ideal because obviously there are there are their own different challenges uh, but that said i genuinely hope that they're actually working towards the ranji trophy model um and in fact i think uh, they also should get back the t20 challenge for the women cricketers because that's something that we're missing as well uh, it was supposed to happen sometime in jan or feb but uh, of course with with the covid wave and all of that uh, it, it's not uh, feasible right now um but yeah it's good that ranji is back you know we need a lot more red ball cricket uh, because that's something that's defined our country for a long time uh, we've obviously been missing it for a couple of years now uh, and now that it's back hopefully um it's it's a it's an even contest that's planned out um, of course it will come with its own logistical challenges uh but i think that's how it's going to be for the years to come you know we're, we're not going to see a situation where um uh, everything's going to be easy everything's going to be handed out on a platter people will have to fight for it uh, we've seen a lot of lot of lot of cricketers talking about the bio bubble and everything that's associated with it and how hard it is to live inside one uh but with the ranji trophy returning i think it's going to mean that a lot of the cricketers currently who were depending on the ranji trophy stipend will get some form of life back uh because otherwise they've had to do odd jobs um, i know a lot of people who haven't had anything to do in fact uh being uh, being breadwinners in their family so uh, it's good that the ranji trophy is back more for i mean apart from cricketing reasons as well and hopefully we get to see it real soon absolutely yeah yeah 100% agree with that so um hopefully it'll happen and in a safe way Uh, because um, last Sunday was heartbreaking after hearing the news what happened to our um, uh, women's footballers. Uh, but let's not go into that for another show. Um, but anyway, as always, you know the time has flown, and I know you're really busy, man. So I appreciate you taking this time out to speak to us and giving us your views. And um, I know I better give you a five-minute break so you can get a, a mug of coffee or something because I know you're full on. There's no weekend for you. So, but as always. Uh, Thank you. Stay safe, and I'm sure we'll pretty much uh, catch up again very soon because there's always something to talk about when it comes to cricket. Yeah, thanks a lot, Bharat. Great uh, chatting with you. Uh, I'm sorry I'm having to leave so early. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. No, no. Thank you so much. Take care, my friend.